It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships, sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. That you are listening to this. Thank you for being with me today. You can follow me um, at any time on my website, loupaget.com. That's L-O-U-P-A-G-E-T.com. And today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to discuss, I'm going to start with at the top of the show, some things that are, as I will often do, sex in the news. And then I'm going to go to continuing with a, a line of, you know, what is, what are your favorite things? things in, in love stories? What makes you, what triggers, you know, a feeling of, oh, I really like to hear that again and again. I mean, there's a reason why Hallmark movies are so massively popular. It's because they make people feel good. Anyway, to start with on Sex in the News, I, a gentleman who used to work with me sent me uh, an email this morning. He happens to be in the area of dealing with uh, security and issues with uh, translation and how things are uh, used. Uh, so it's more like a security translation thing that he has worked with for years. And he sent me a, an article about a vibrator, vibrating uh, vibrator company, getting sued by two unnamed uh, plaintiffs over the use of their app application for the remote Bluetooth access ability to use your vibrator. So the company in question is called Standard Innovation. I actually happen to have a said vibrator sitting here on my desk. It is called Sync, S-Y-N-C, and it, is, it has a WeConnect, I think it's called the WeConnect, uh, dot app. It's a, the line from WeVibe. And they have a Bluetooth uh, ability so that if you are, you could be somewhere, you know, you could be in Chicago, your partner could be in, let's say, London, England, they can use their phone and remotely control and set your vibration pattern so the two of you can have truly, you know, connected phone sex. Now, these people sued saying that they were being, um, that WeVibe was collecting information on them. Now, the thing I find amazing about this lawsuit is a company called Oh My Bod, 
out of, I believe they were originally out of San Francisco, the woman who created Oh My Bod did so knowing that she was going to be using a phone in order to control her partner's uh, vibrator. And so I'm wondering, now, Oh My Bod also has an app for you know, controlling, but these people said that they were upset because the information had been collected, emails, and usage pattern. Well, one of the things I say to people on a regular basis is, for God's sake, read the, legal, the, the legality and the legalese that's in an app before you stick it on your phone. Many of them literally state they have, as a result of getting this free app, they then have access to all of your contacts, your email base, and basically anyone who has, you know, two neurons to rub together who's a, you know, half-decent hacker can back in and get anything on your system, anything that, you know, is synced or anything that is anywhere. Why else do you think so many celebrities have had their phones and their private information hacked? Hello, knock, knock, like no kidding. Anyway, so these people are suing, saying that they did not uh, consent to this. Well, we, Standard uh, Innovations, settled out of court, and given that they say that there's 300,000 of these that have been sold, they put, um, it appears to be that they did a fund so that anyone who has either bought a WeVibe or has downloaded the app, they will be entitled to part of this, what is it, 3.75 million. But if you divide 3.75 million by 300,000, you get a much lower number. Anyway, so that was something I thought, this is someone who just decided to get contentious, I think, for the sake of being contentious. I mean, really, wake up and have a coffee. They say that it was not there was no one, you know, there. They, they, they didn't give the okay on it. Yeah, chances are they did. But it was uh, less uh, bothersome for Standard Innovation to settle this than to, and they say, you know, that these people did consent to this because chances are it was in the app. But I will also tell you, likely now there's going to be a lot more people looking at, and as, as my friend Jay said, he said, yeah, it was just a matter of time before there was the, you know, how, how, how do you put it, just a matter of time um, before someone, you know, married toys the web and it led to trouble. Well, that's already going on. We've got, you know, people using, you know, the, the toys who are using other types of technology. Why do you think we have revenge porn? I mean, it's almost every week there's something that's coming out like this. Anyway, that my, my two cent weigh in on this is that this is, there's many angles to this story, and least of which is how people never read the app policies, where they do state that they can access contacts. And then what we also have is that this isn't the only toy that has a Bluetooth application for remote usage. So if anyone can, you know, get a signal somewhere, they can find you. Hey, you know, people pay attention. When phones were first came out, I was working in 20th Century Fox, and when people were first, uh, all of the agents were first using their, their mobile phones like, 
crazy. They'd call as they were leaving the lot heading to lunch because that's when they'd be making their calls. Well, people would just sit outside of the Fox lot with an, uh, like a Wi-Fi interceptor. They'd intercept the signal, and then they'd immediately hack the phone number, sell the phone number, and it would be a month before they would realize that someone had been using their phone number in wherever, in a foreign country somewhere, racking up thousands and thousands of dollars of phone bills in order to, you know, so that some, someone was making the money. But the, that's when they started to have put blocking onto phones because people would start, people were losing their, uh, they didn't, the, the thought of the privacy on anything on the Internet, you've got to be kidding. So that's my comment to people is, just don't take those photos and just don't do those videos. I mean, poor Misha Barton, she just, she didn't even know that this old boyfriend of hers had taped her and, or should say, had recorded her. And, you know, here it comes out. He's, you know, shopping it around to try and make 500000 Nicely done. Hmm. There's something, you know, we're here as a state of, we're all, and here's my understanding of the world. We're all one. And we're not separate. So how you treat someone else is really how you treat yourself. So if you are being dishonest and disrespectful to someone, you're doing the same thing to yourself. So now here is another that I just noticed today of a woman in the UK. And we're going to be coming up to a break in a couple of minutes here. And in... 2000, she was a 33-year-old woman, and for seven years after having delivered a child, she was incontinent. Now, my only thought is, what the heck is the matter with her for not going to see someone about it, or who are these physicians that didn't realize that this woman had been left um, incontinent? Many women experience bouts of it, but you know there are things that can be done. This is why there are pelvic floor specialists. Anyways, she has this, finally in 2007, she goes and has what is referred to as transvaginal mesh. And that is something that she had a, her bladder had dropped. She, that was lifted back up. So she was given back bladder control. Well, two years later, she's having sex with her partner and it injures his penis. So that's 2009. It wasn't until 2015 that someone, as she was misdiagnosed, they said that she had IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. She was then put on antidepressants. Are you kidding me? And then in 2015, finally they said, this has to be removed. This is why I say people, when most physicians are not comfortable talking about sexuality or sexual function, they will talk about a body part but they won't talk about it relative to you and how it impacts your life. And you have to become your own sexual health advocate. I'm going to be doing a paper on health, sexual health and medications, and I'm going to be writing that for a magazine out of Florida. Anyway, so this poor woman is incompetent doctors, poor diagnosis. She has been left. She had to have the mesh removed. She's incontinent again. And if there's one thing that I say that's good out of this story, her story is going to let other people know they're not alone. Because many times people aren't associating the things 
that are going on. What happened is the mesh had hardened. It then scratched up her partner's penis, but they didn't realize that that was what was going on. I'm like, ay, yeah, yay. So we're coming up to the break, first break. Uh, this is Lou Paget, and I am going to be coming back with more sex in the news stories and also your favorite uh, romance stories and your favorite movies that basically get you in the mood or create that feeling of love because how we connect with someone is often, we're very programmable, we human beings. Here come the tunes. I'll be back after this. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it too. Last night I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's the word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Living longer is a common byproduct of a healthy lifestyle, of daily exercise, and low-calorie, nutritious eating. Living a long life where you're able to be here and enjoy your loved ones is certainly an important prize. But the biggest reward for living a healthy life is greater well-being. Not only do you want to live long, you want to live well. Feeling good, having a positive outlook on life, and increased energy are worthy goals and totally within your reach. No matter where you are today, no matter what the state of your health or energy level, you can take action now to make positive steps towards living a healthy life. Exercise gives you a better viewpoint and, frankly, makes your life better. Live an active life and see your well-being soar. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Visit our Facebook fan page at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard. This is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, before I move off the story with the woman who is in the U.K., the thing that she um, also has done is she has joined a group in Scotland that is called Sling the Mesh, 
to let other people know, again, because of what she has gone through. So here's this 33-year-old woman who now is 50 years old, is incontinent again, and no one is giving her a solution for, you know, the impact on the lack of her quality of life. I mean, this is, this is insanity, and she knows what the issue is, but they just keep not being able. There are surgeries that can help this woman, absolutely, and yet they're not being done. So that's why I tell people, don't just believe what you're going to read on a pharmaceutical website or on a website for services. Do your own homework. Uh, we, we literally are to the point where I, I'm a hard sciences major. I love it, and I know what I'm reading when I'm looking at it. But many times I know people aren't, so they're basically being flat-out lied to. Someone might, and someone may not even be the person. There were no studies that were done. They just have someone who was ghostwriting a story saying that studies were done. Uh-oh, bad news. Anyway, let's go back to another story that um, in the news. A couple of weeks ago, I did a, um, my show was on, what legacy are you going to be leaving? What is your legacy for, you know, uh, in your relationships, in your sexuality, in, you know, 10 years from now, what do you, you know, want to have left behind or, you know, or to a better sexual, sexually healthy world for your children, for others. And when I was finished with that show, and that was actually the February 27th show, I read this article of this woman who was an author in Chicago area, if I'm not mistaken, and her name is Amy Krause Rosenthal. And her legacy was that she had put up a dating ad for her beloved husband because she was dying of cancer. And she has subsequently passed. And yet what she wanted to do was make sure that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to be alone, that he was going to be, that someone would, and she, she wrote down all these quirky little things about him that, she wanted, you know, a new person in his life to know. Well, I can only imagine how inundated this man has been because he is, you know, he's successful, he's good-looking, and yet she said, you know, he, he he likes little things. He buys little things like little little tchotchkes. He likes to make smiley faces, and she also, I mean, this is her legacy. She left behind the fact that he was such a loving husband that she absolutely did not want him to be alone. One of my closest friends, her husband died three years ago. And, you know, he had said to her, I don't want you to be alone. And, but it's, it's been tough for her because she's, she's only now sort of turning the corner. But it, each person goes through a loss or mourning or their grief on their terms, not the way everyone else does. How you do it is how someone else is, you know, maybe completely different. And if you've lost a parent or if you've lost a friend, you know that. And I, I, I do 
strongly believe that we don't really die. We just sort of transition to another vibrational level. But we've been very programmed about loss and grief because that's what's kept us fearful. That's what makes most people, that's what controls a lot of people, is being scared that you're going to lose somebody. So let's go and continue with... um, I'm going to be writing an article. I'm going to share this with you before I write it. I made the arrangements to do this just uh, earlier today. That I, it, it's a, going to be an article on sexual health and medications. And here's what I'd also like people to be aware of. That, yes, you may be able to go on and look at the impacts, uh, the potential side effects, of medications for one drug. But here's the scary statistic, and I don't, know, I don't know if it was 2011 or 2014, but the average 57-year-old female in this country, in the U.S., on average was on eight daily prescription medications. Now, let me point out to you, there are no studies on people taking eight different medications and the contraindications and the impacts of them. There simply is not. And I happen to see a great TEDx, uh, one of the videos, it was by Russ Altman, who's at Stanford, and he was looking at statin and depression medications. Now, a lot of people, I mean, people go, how could someone be on eight medications? Well, a lot of people get put on statins. I would not touch them with a 10-foot pole. They are so highly, we are such an overly prescribed uh, nation. I mean, it, it's tragic how many people's lives are being eroded as a result of medication. The statins and then depression, let's say someone's on a cholesterol med, they might be on a high blood pressure med, they might be on, um, oh, you're upset or you're having a you know, tough time, let's give you an antidepressant. Oh, my goodness me, you have restless legs, better give you something for that. Oh, my God, are you having trouble sleeping? Let me throw you know, sleeping pills into the mix. So we're already at five, okay? And then, you know, it, so it doesn't take much to get to that, and, but we don't have any studies for all of these together. So when we look at that, you know, that in, what I was trying to think of what year it was, but there's, I mean, there's 15 million people who are on Paxil, another 15 million who are on statins, and there's 1 million who are on both. Now, this is, that was from a database where people could go in, and because of HIPAA, you know, the um, medical reporting compliance laws, you know, the people weren't, you know, they didn't have the personal information about the people, but they knew what they were being prescribed. And when they did, looked at this, the impact of these medications individually on people's sexual function is tremendous, particularly with antidepressants and anti-anxiety. It's huge. And people often aren't, again, going back to doctors not being aware. It's not that doctors are bad people. They're getting taught to the test, and they're being taught how to prescribe drugs. Rarely do they ever talk about the 
chronic conditions and impacts that occur from taking medications or how taking a medication for a chronic condition can wipe out your connection, your relationship, your sexual drive. And let's be honest, many people think that as you age, everyone is going to, you know, your body's, everyone's body is going to be breaking down. Not necessarily. That's not true. What I do know is that for many people, their ability to maintain health is completely connected to how they're, you know, the food they're putting into their body, how they are exercising, how they feel about their world. One of the biggest things that kills, you know, creates uh, upset in people's lives is stress, and then you add on top of it the food they're eating. Just as an example, if you go to a movie, let's say you buy a soda. Okay, great, sugar. There you go. You have however many, you know, 10, 15, you know, teaspoons of sugar in this massive big drink. Sugar's the number one cause of inflammation in your body. That refines sugar. Then what happens, and then you knock out your immune system for another five, six, eight hours. Then you're eating a GMO corn. What do they say? 95% of corn and 95% of soy are now genetically modified. So your system doesn't recognize it as real food. So it sort of goes like this. Ooh, I'm not sure, but, you know, we might go into a starvation at some point, so let's store it as fat. So here you have your body not operating with clean fuel, and that's one of the number one reasons why people start looking gray or they start, you know, they not feeling well, they have arthritic joints. If you're eating well, your system's going to operate well, and that includes your sex life. That includes your cognition with being able to, you know, be in a relationship. So when I write this article, I will, of course, be doing another show on it, but I am going to be looking at the most common meds that are given, how many people are on them, because I want you and anyone who listens to this and anyone who reads these things to know and be your own health advocate, your sexual health advocate, because when you start looking for information, you can go to naturalnews.com, you can go to, what is it, Green, where is his name here, um, do, 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 do. Green Med Information, and that's Jire Z. Uh, and it is fabulous. And what you can find there are its bona fide information and studies that will give you the real truth about what's happening with products, with medications, with anything that you might want and, and how you can return yourself to health. Hey, check out, you know, the truth about cancer. I spoke this morning with a friend of mine, and I just hand on my forehead. I know she's going to be doing all these things that I would be like, I would never do the things she's doing. Here come the tunes. I'm coming back with one of the most romantic and the most sex-inducing movies. I'll be back after the tunes. (laughs) 
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. make gladden girls but they seem to burden guys that's what a recent study by live science says women respond with happy gratitude when they receive a present but when a man unwraps a gift he immediately feels a sense of obligation to the giver even those women who really don't like getting presents are pretty good at faking a smile what do you call a person who fakes a smile an exodesiast According to psychologists, men tend to keep mental notes of what they got from whom and check it against their own generosity. Women, on the other hand, take gift-giving much less seriously. I guess ever since Eve gave Adam the apple, there's been trouble between sexes about gifts. Have you ever unwrapped a G-Food jet? That's another name for any gift you'd just rather put in the garbage. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. I recently had to buy a bag of chips for a party. On the front of the bag, it said zero grams trans fat, so I felt that it was a better choice than other chips. When I read the food label on the back, I couldn't believe it. These chips contain partially hydrogenated soybean oil and partially hydrogenated cottonseed oil, which are trans fats. So how does the company get away with their claim that it has zero grams? Eat this, not that, says the FDA allows manufacturers to market products as trans-fat-free if they contain less than 0.5 grams per serving. So in reality, it's not zero grams trans-fat, as they claim. Trans-fats lead to a multitude of cardiovascular problems, and a recent study linked increased trans-fat consumption with a lower quality of life and overall happiness. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Before the break, I was talking about be your own sexual health advocate. Please look, um, again, you can check out naturalnews.com. You can check out Green Med Info. And these will help you. I mean, in, and one of the things that for many people, it shocks them how many things they can use other than prescription medications to take care of a, you know, uh, a malady, something that is bothering you. There are many more things. I mean, where do you think these, all of these medications came from? They came mainly from plants. And that's why, then they put in one little tiny little carbon bond, and then they said, well, here we go. We have created something that is completely unique. Right. And it isn't utilized by the body the same way that the natural plant would be, but they are able to patent it and then say, we own this, that's the whole basis for the majority of medicine now. We all know that. So if you can do something 
that takes care of something on a more natural way, kudos to you. So let's go to my next section for today's show. And any questions you have, you can send them to me via my website, loopadget.com, just the contact thingy, and send a little email, and I will get back to you ASAP. And I am the person who drafts the responses. There isn't someone else here who does it for me. Went to see Beauty and the Beast this weekend. This is why I'm going to be talking about most romantic or most, you know, love-inducing films, because we as human beings are really programmable, very, very programmable, which is the reason why, for many women, they aren't necessarily having the type of sex that is their most satisfying, because men are doing things that men know work for men, but it doesn't work for women, which is also why the trend in the adult uh, uh, novelty area is for couples' toys during intercourse so that the woman gets the stimulation she wants so she isn't left, you know, without having her own pleasure taken care of. But let's go to Beauty and the Beast. What I like about this story is it's, you know, kind of, she's kind of like part hero's tale, part not possible to, you know, the insurmountable odds. But here is a young woman, and it broke. It was like the eighth biggest box office opening for, I think, was it Friday night or Thursday night or whatever, whatever night it was that it opened. But it opened last week. It was huge opening and a huge opening worldwide. But the message that it gives, particularly to young women, is it is absolutely okay and it is your right to have your life the way you want it, that it is as a role model, she's smart, she knows she doesn't fit in. I mean, I never fit in with any group. I mean, I could go between groups. I never had any problem doing that. But I never specifically identified with being one group. And I know for many people, that's a great deal of comfort for them. It's just never been how my world operated. Anyway, she is uh, smart. She is has powerful love connection to her father. She is willing to be fearless. And that message is a powerful message because we are programmed by the things that we see. I mean, I'll tell you, in the wedding industry, one of the things that they look for when they're designing dresses is what the Disney princesses wore. Because many young women, that's the, one of their first things is that, you know, the Disney dress and that downloads. I had a friend of mine, speaking of romantic scenes in movies, for anyone who ever saw the uh, original Sound of Music, please, dear God, do not have them remake that. I mean, I don't know why they call people who are working at movie studios creative executives. All they do is copy. <laughs> There's another big new show coming forward. They either, the shows either come from the U.K. or another country, India, Mexico, but they, they're never created here. Uh, Lena Dunham being something that is kind of like a novelty. But the friend of mine, her wedding dress, completely from the wedding scene in Sound of Music a heavy duchess satin, silk satin with the sleeves, with everything, and that is exactly what she wanted. Now, 
I know others who they want that great big, you know, I spoke to a woman this morning and she said, she said, I never thought that I'd go for the mermaid train, ever. And she said, and then here it was, she said, I knew I wanted lace, but she said, that was the last. She said, so sometimes there's things that pop in and we don't know where that idea came from. But I also, I've said this before on my show, sadly, I have to give a boo hiss to Fifty Shades Darker. I read all three of the books. I know, I, I, I worked at Fox in the feature story department. I could have written a better screenplay than they did. It was, they lost all of the heat, all of the connection, the, you know, the bad person that is played by Kim Basinger, the, the former mistress. All of that was gone. It was stripped out of it. I mean, it, it, it was like eating mashed potatoes with no salt, pepper, or butter on it. It was like bleh, very bleh. Here, let's put it this way. It was, oh, what do you call them, flaked, you know, flaked potatoes that you make and mix, and then it's like, so it's even more bleh than a regular potato. But if you look at other films, you will find things that are your inspiration. When they were first doing the, the show, Love at, Love at First Sight, pardon me, Marriage at First Sight. There we go. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> Marriage at First Sight. And the one couple, she said, I had to get out of my head that I was going to be having a, you know, a, a romantic comedy type uh, relationship or marriage. She's, and let's, let's be honest, romantic comedies are fiction. They're written. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have an element of truth, but for most people, when they are going into a relationship or going into a marriage, they're doing so with their understanding of what uh, emotions are, what they, how they feel about something. And they're, they're adults. <laughs> the one woman who she wrote these books, uh, Miss Manners was her name, and she said, anyone who thinks that the happiest day of their life is going to be the day that they get married, she said, they are entirely too young to be getting married. She said, because that's ridiculous. It's not necessarily going to be. You can do all the planning you want, but it really is. Marriage is a contract, and you are doing this in front of people and wanting people to have a good time, admittedly, yet it is, it's a stressful event for many people, an enjoyable stressful event. But let's go back to films that people have told me resonated with them. And I think that one film that many people have seen that had all the different component parts in it was the film Love Actually. And it had, you know, a, a, a woman, a husband and wife who had been together for years, and he starts fooling around on her. Another woman who marries her, you know, marries her husband, and then it turns out that his best friend is madly in love with her. Uh, another where the woman falls in love with her boss, but it's completely inappropriate. But what they are is honest portrayals. A young boy who falls in love, you know, his first love of his girlfriend. They are honest portrayals of what really does happen in the world. So the one couple where she finds that instead of 
the necklace that she thought she was going to be getting, he gave her a CD of songs, at which point she knew exactly what was going on, that, you know, he had purchased this gift for someone else. And the hurt and the pain that she goes through. Then there's the couple where they don't even speak the same language, but he is totally in love with her. And, you know, Colin Firth plays, you know, this writer, this just sort of like troubled writer who falls in love with this woman who does not speak English, which actually, in real life, ended up becoming his wife, and he learned to speak Portuguese in order to be able to communicate with her family. So, <laughs> a little, little more, a little real-life stuff behind it. But if the film that you're thinking of, if you were to draft and say what film your life is, I think, you, you know, if you do that personal review thing, that's what I ask people to do. Please do a personal review of things when you are looking at what's happening in your sex life or in your love life. Do, and be honest. Don't just say somebody else is doing something over here because things don't go forward together by one person. They move together with both people or they don't move. And I've watched all kinds of relationships end up falling apart because only one person wants to work on it. But if you look at who would you like to, how would you like to draft your love story? How would you like to draft your, you know, what character would you like to play from a sex appeal standpoint? And and believe you me, porn programs us more than people have any idea. Well, maybe they are getting the idea now. But the things that make most films really, uh, that create the heat in them is the build-up to things and the suggestion of it. That's the Hallmark movies. They might be 127 minutes or whatever it is, 123, but they are almost like you do this, and at this point they have a a little bump in the road, then they have a big bump in the road, and then at 1 minute 22, they all of a sudden realize they Maddie love one another, they kiss, and then that's the end of the story. But they have the resolution at 1 minute 17. But what they do have is the build-up, and they want the people to win. And when people go with stories that make them win, They are so happy. Here come the tunes. Come back with me, and I will share with you more films and more ideas that can help your sex life and your love life. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. 
Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. the man who had a fir tree growing in his lung? A 28-year-old male living in central Russia went to the hospital complaining of chest pain. And when doctors x-rayed his chest, they found what appeared to be a tumor in one of his lungs. However, upon closer inspection, they were amazed to find this tumor was actually a small fir tree complete with needles. The mopsicle-faced surgeon said he couldn't believe what he was seeing. What's another word for a skeptic? A pyranist. The five-centimeter branch was removed from the patient and kept by the tree surgeon for further examination. Doctors suggest the man might have inhaled a small bud, which then started to grow inside his body. What's the word for the fear of trees? Dendrophobia. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um... Just before the break, I was asking Karina, so what's your favorite, what's your favorite movie? And um, we totally agreed on uh, the Netflix series Frankie and Grace. And if you haven't seen this, these two, it's, it's um, Jane Fonda and, and Lily Tomlin. And they play friends who are, you know, dealing with, you know, all kinds of things in, in their lives, whether it's, you know, the husbands are, or they're divorced and they've got... But one of the things that is completely hilarious is, she, as a character, she is wanting to introduce a business of selling vibrators to older adults. And if I'm not mistaken, it, the scene shows her trying to get um, a loan somewhere. But she says, you know, and... But she said that it wasn't something that, you know, she... It doesn't come just from the show, but from her personal experience as well. And she says, and it's true. She says, I have one that hangs around my neck, and it looks like a beautiful piece of silver jewelry. And it depends on who you're with and what the bathroom looks like. And so, because there are. That is actually the one, it comes from, if I'm not mistaken, Dame. Uh, is it Dame Products? No. It's the one that also does the, oh, they're out of San Francisco. But they have this beautiful thing that looks like a piece of it looks like a piece of jewelry. That's it, and it is a little vibe. But you know, this is you know something that 
you know, <laughs> she said that it is the, the old, you know, if you don't use it, you will lose it. And that is something for many women that, and that is something I'm going to be putting into the, the health um, article, is that our nerves do need something different as, you know, we have a drop of estrogen. But what we also have is if we have more awareness for ourselves, then, you know, who better than us to know what's going on? And I love the idea of here she is out for dinner somewhere at some, you know, interesting celeb spot, and she's wearing a vibrator around her neck. Doesn't that make you laugh? <laughs> I think that is just fabulous. So I'm going to tell you about another one, but she has, the thing that I like about this is that they are contentious, they, they tell one another the truth, but they also are living through real-life things that people go through. And, you know, that's the, you know, that's the reality of the world and why people, you know, it cracks people up. Modern Family. I like Modern Family because it shows the range of things. I mean, it is the Modern Families, you know, married, you know, with three kids. Then there's the Ed O'Neill character with um, uh, Sofia Vergara. And then we have the two, you know, the brother and the, his husband who are gay. And... The Ed O'Neill character speaks to me because my one, I had a friend of mine tell me, share with me, that one of the most important things for him right now, he knows the clock is ticking on ending his marriage. And it will be X period of time, and then he is going to be uh, ending his marriage for a range of reasons. Um, and he is there because of his responsibility for his children period. And, you know, it's something that he said to me at one point, he said, uh, uh, he said it made me so incredibly sad when I realized actually what type of person I had married, but by which point they already had four children. So that's why I tell people, please be sure of who you marry, because if you're going to be having children together, you want this to be a journey that, that works well for you, not one where you are constantly, you know, looking at what could have been or, you know, and you've put your, your heart into it. You've put, you know, you want a legacy that continues with it, but you are, like, basically, you don't want to be there anymore. That is when this person said to me, he said, I'm like the Ed O'Neill character in Modern Family. He said, and I'm going to use, I'm going to call him Stephen. He said, I'm going to be Stephen 2.0, and he said, that's that character, you know, divorced, remarried, and never been happier in his life. He said, that's going to be me. He said, I know it. And I said, okay, uh, when are you going to do it? And he said, well, it would be, you know, a couple of years from now, but he knows that this is what. And that has helped him remain sane while he's going through the stuff that he's going through. Um, does it mean that it doesn't make him sad? It does make him sad. Yet he knows that, and, and I've had asked other friends of mine, why are you staying in something and what is the message you're giving your children? You're giving your children the, you know, the message that you need to stay unhappy and stay in a relationship. Most kids I know who are from a divorced family, their comment is, I don't know why they didn't divorce sooner. Because kids know what's going on. So 
going back to how can a film, you know, what films can help your love life or your sex life, a film like The Notebook was something that spoke to love where they don't, you know, they, but the chemistry between those characters, that's the other reason why films work is when there's no chemistry, you can't manufacture that. You can speak some lines, but if there isn't chemistry, if there isn't tension, if there isn't something, you're not going to be feeling it. You could feel, in Beauty and the Beast, you could feel the heart. And I don't know why people were saying that she did not do a good job in that film. I think she did a terrific job. And what's the other message that's being given there? That this is a message about love. Because all of the characters, you know, Chip and the teapot, his mom, the wardrobe and the piano, the all of them were about the the candelabra, lumière, and uh, filet, filet, whatever the little the uh, swan uh, pen thing. They are all about love, and when you give someone a message that's about love, people resonate with it. You know, this is not where people have to be, you know, just putting tab A into slot B is not whoopee wow wow for many people. I mean, there's so much porn online now that there's nothing interesting, there's nothing unique. What is different is if you can evoke emotion from someone. And there's a film, God, I think it was in the 80s or the 90s, called Body Heat, where people spoke about the heat between those characters. Now, here's something. Living here in Los Angeles, one of the things I will say to people is, yeah, you have someone who goes onto a set, the director says, fall in love. So as actors, boom, they fall in love. What the director forgets to tell them at the end is fall out of love. That's why you end up seeing so many of these, you know, people, and this is someone who had been in the industry for years, and he said what they forget to do is tell them to fall out of love so they can go back to their old relationship, to their original relationship, their marriage, whatever it may be. And I see that when, if you want to watch it as far as chemistry, creating chemistry, you will see it on Dancing with the Stars, which I believe starts tonight. But what you are seeing is people being able to create with their bodies and with their emotion something that moves you. And that's when people, that when it's, you know, when it's suggestive, that is when you're going to get something that will move you. And uh, when I think of films that for me have the greatest impact about feeling, it is feeling. And it's not about the feeling of fear. I don't want to be scared out of my mind. Thank you very much. I never liked horror movies. I don't want to see a bunch of violence. That is of no interest to me. I don't care who wins out in the end. I literally can't watch violence because what it does is it downloads into my brain, and my brain doesn't ever let anything go. It stays. And 
I'm aware of that. So I want to see things that have a vision, things that make you feel good, that have a message that is that, that lifts you up, that makes you feel, you know what, I'm glad I saw that. Not something where you go, like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. Even if I'm watching some news on stuff that people may not have any clue about, I, it makes me feel good because then I go, like, okay, I can download that. I can put it into different categories. I understand something more. That, for me, is when I talk about being a sexual health advocate. I want people to become that for themselves. And I want people to be able to ask themselves the questions of, what do I really want in who are my role models for love life, for a sex life? Because many times people don't ask themselves this. They just go through life on autopilot. And if you're doing autopilot, chances are you're doing autopilot from the age of 15, okay, or the age of 12 when you may have had the first love of your life. That set the bar for you. But if, so like my friend who he knew that he wanted to be married and have children, well, what did he call in? He called in a woman who wanted to be married and have children but really wasn't all that interested in being a wife to him. And so that's now why he's going to be doing Stephen 2.0, but he knows it. And, you know, if there's something that you can look at once a day that makes you laugh, do it. That's a fifth-dimensional behavior. Find some hilarious thing on YouTube that makes you laugh. You will change your vibration. I want to thank you for being with me today. And please, if you have any questions, as I've said before, you can go to my website, uh, loopadget.com. And when you're looking at things in the news or you're looking at things online, be a discerning consumer, okay? <laughs> Make sure you, and if you have any questions about something online, contact me. I'll tell you if it's true or not. Take care. Have a fabulous rest of the day. Bye for now. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 